I want to take people along the way, help them. I mean, from from as rudimentary as providing clean water in a third world country to taking one of my close um, team members to run in a Fortune 500 company. What do you think about Senior Verde? Who? Like I want that spectrum, that entire spectrum. I want a hand in every level of that. And that's what the 40-year plan is all about. There's a hell of a lot of fun on the backside and along the way, but it's really about who can I affect and bring up during the process of me going to where I'm going. I'm going there with or without all y'all, but I want as many people to come along for the ride as possible and be touched by that. Mm. And that is my legacy. That is where the rubber meets the road for me. I don't say that very often. I should probably say that more. I say that to myself a lot when I'm on the whiteboard and I'm strategizing, I'm writing stuff down, you know, and literally you saw me write with my left and right hand. I do that because I'm ambidextrous. So I'll do that at the same time. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's the goal. The 40 year plan has a lot of stuff in it. There's guitars, uh, a guitar company we're working on launching this year. Um, There's an exotic boot company um, that we're going to launch. There's um, adult beverages and spirits on the, on the menu for that. There's a lot of different things out there. So I'm excited about them. Mm. My question is, is basically, I feel like the spot that I'm in right now and the spot that I want to get to, I need a bridge in between to connect mm-hmm. the two. Because I feel like there, it's really hard for me to get to where I want to be right. with where I am right now. And where do you want to be? I want to own you know, my own liquor or whiskey line or be a partner in that. Okay. I want to be own or be a partner in an advertising agency or PR agency. Okay. I want to go around the world and do keynote speeches about how improv can help your life. Improv comedy. Improv comedy. Got because it. it's it's not just about doing comedy. Like you and I right now, we're doing improv because we don't have a script. That's absolutely right. We're using yeah. what's called the yes and factor. Yeah. You're giving me information. I'm accepting what you're saying and I'm adding on to it and vice versa. I like that. And that's involved in everyday business. Yep. Everywhere you go, you're doing that. You're, hmm. you're resting all day long. You can sit in any restaurant and listen to people carry on a conversation. Yes and. Yes because and. the problem is where, where people mess up in, in life and not being able to do that. Is say you're you're at like a high school reunion, mm-hmm. and there's that one guy that never fit in, and you're seeing people all catch up. You've got the jock, you have all your clicks together. Yeah, you have the jocks yeah. that are all talking about football, the big game. Yeah, and then you have this guy that comes up. He goes, "Hey guys, remember when uh when I scored a 600 on the SAT? I don't even know if that's a good number or not, but but basically he's not listening to what they have going on. All he wants to do is talk about what he has to yeah. say. Yeah, it's the same thing. If you're not listening. If all you're wanting to do, if you're on a date and you're all you can think about is the next question you want to ask this girl or guy. Or the next thing you want to say. Exactly. Yeah. You're not listening to what they're giving you. You're not going to be able to do it. It's right. the same way as if you're trying to be funny. You can't try to be funny. Same way you can't try to be suave like a man. Right. Tie it in 007. Yeah. So there's things like that that I'd like to do a keynote speak on yeah. to help people because there's exercises and things you can do. To improve that, but it's so, it's a matter of being able to also have a means to live, yeah, and have money saved up so that I can do those things. So you're a personality, and you're trying to propel that personality 
to the forefront of the the context of what you're trying to produce for people to think through and to use improv and all that. There, there's there's a business model there, but there's really a position or a or a thing that mm-hmm. you're trying to propel. Right, it's me, it's it's, but it's you. But it, but it's you and the philosophies you have around a few key things. Right, right, okay. So how do you go from without just winning the lottery, touring around the world and talking about what you want to talk about? You do it one small step at a time, and then you always make a move towards executing on that thing. So what we talk about around here, if you want to be a director of Hollywood movies, then you need to be sweeping the floors at a studio in Hollywood. Then you need to be getting the director's coffee. Then you need to be organizing the fruit tray. Then you need to be the next thing, right? You immerse yourself into that thing that you want to do. What does that look like? For someone who's 33, has a gal, and needs to make a living, it's tough. It's a lot harder. You've got to have a side hustle to put away money, while you're working and paying your regular debt and your bills and all the things that it costs to live, and you have to have a side hustle, something that makes you money, like your improv or delivering pizzas and all those things that we've talked about in different episodes. Or, and, or you have to align yourself with the closest proximity person that's doing what you want to do. You've got to be right next to that person on their right or left side. Mm-hmm. Right? HH, my assistant, wants to be doing what I'm doing. Where is he? He's on my left or my right every single hour of every single day. Mm-hmm. What is he doing that for? Because he wants to be doing what it is I'm doing. Where can you learn how to do what you need to do? If you want to learn how to bake cakes, you don't go to college. You go stand beside a baker and you learn it. That opportunity sometimes will come in the form of free work. You want to be making videos? Then you need to be making videos for free for a season. You want to be doing motivational or, or special speaking engagements around the topic of improv and how it applies to your everyday life? You need to do that for free at college campuses. Right. You immerse yourself in the activity until the activity begins to capitalize itself. The end goal, though, if it's your passion, is never money. I know. Monetizing your passion is off the table if it's your passion. The monetization of it, after the fact, happens naturally. That's the hardest part for people to absorb, to take in, to own. I want to be an artist. They call it starving artist for a reason. Because mm-hmm. you're fucking starving. Okay. Right? Right. So if you want to be motivationally speaking around the topic of improv, you need to find someone who's already doing that. If there's nobody, then you gotta you got to cultivate the path for those to come. Right? What's that look like? You go to the local college, junior college, university, and you do a piece where you say, hey, I'm coming to speak about this, and I'd love for you to attend, and we're going to have donuts at 7 a.m., and every hungry student on that campus is going to come eat your free donuts. How do you do that? Well, your time is free, but you need $30 worth of donuts. You find somebody like myself or some other business guy that you know. You're like, hey, can you underwrite this for me? I need 30 bucks. Yeah, I'll buy you donuts for your event. Done. Dang, I came here earlier and I was like, hey, can I borrow five bucks? Like, no. <laughs> but now you're saying you'll give me 30. All well, right. It's, it's just, it's like I tell students, and a lot of this is electronic now and books aren't that big a deal. I get it. But I used to tell people, 
you need 300 bucks for books, right? Let's just throw a number out there. 300 bucks for books. How do you get the $300 you have if your parents don't have the money and you don't have a job? Where do you get the 300 bucks? What are you studying? Oh, I'm studying accounting. Cool. Go to every accounting firm in your town or the town of the college that you're going to, and you go to that accountant firm and you go, hey, I'll work for free for you for five hours next week if you'll give me 30 bucks. I'll give you free labor. I'll come do your filing. I'll come clean your trash cans. I'll come pour everybody coffee at 8 a.m. I'll give you five hours, and I need 30 bucks in exchange for that. You go to the next accounting firm. You tell them the exact same thing. You may have to go to 20 before 10 of them say yes, but 10 times 30, last time I checked, is 300. Now you have a zero cost for your books. What field are you working in? Accounting? Cool. Chemistry? Cool. Art curation? A little bit difficult. The point of the matter is that there's always a means to the end of what you're trying to produce. So for you and people like you, you've got to do some finagling and some work for free. You've got to go speak for free. What am I talking about doing this year? I'm talking about doing small engagement, public speaking for free on the topic of what we're discussing. And you probably and, need somebody to open for you for free. And I probably need someone to open for me for free. <laughs> Who's so doing I'm a, your podcast that's it. for so, free. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the point is, I have my team out there looking for these opportunities, and I'm mm-hmm. going to go take every one of them. And, and there's different ones that are specific to different things that we're playing. Like we're going to talk about first-time homebuyers and real estate because I have a real estate company. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship. So – I have the opportunity to have multiple platforms, so I have a different audience for each one. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing, you know. It's oh the same, yeah, it's the and same motivation, and that's kind of the thing that would be with. So improv. I'm working for free, right? And I don't have to, but I'm going to because the platform that I'm trying to to push, the, the things that I'm trying to say, that is important to me. So at my status, I'm going to go work for free, and we work for free all the time, don't we, Haas? Yeah, we do video production for people for the media company for free. All the time because we're getting out there. We're doing the work. We're doing what we need to do to build those alliances and those networks that mm-hmm. eventually will pay off in the end. Man, that's great. Golly, I'm winded on that. That was great. Yeah, that was good. We need to do a four o'clock podcast more often. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I can't I can't express enough how one should be doing work, services, whatever it is you do, whatever it is you're aspiring to do. Do it for the person that is a version of your future self and do it for free. So just, at what point do you start saying, okay, I'm going to start charging? You don't. So you just do everything for free for until when? The market decides. Like when somebody says, hey, man, I really like what you're doing for John. Could you come do that for me? I've got a position open or I'm creating a position. Or what would it cost for you to come Come talk to me. Me. Okay, that makes sense. The opportunities open up. Yeah. And that's that's something we've done in our improv shows because we do corporate shows. Sure. And people say, So people come up and go, Hey, what would it cost to get you to come to our Christmas party? And you're like, 1500 bucks. And they're like, Awesome. Yeah. Well, here's the deal the first time it was 300. The next time it needs to be 1500. The next time 2000. You see how that rolls up into, um, you know, yeah. Well, it also is based on what they're willing to do. What's your budget? First question out of your mouth. Exactly. What's your budget? Well, we have such and such set aside. Oh man, our minimum is double that. But I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll cut exactly. that. We'll cut that twenty five percent. We'll do nine hundred instead of six hundred. So does it make you feel good? That that's how I already think. It gives me hope. <laughs> now, honestly, I mean, yeah, it gives me hope that not only do you already have that innate like it factor that you mm-hmm. can you can execute on this stuff, but knowing it and executing on it are two different things. 
Will you execute on it? Can you execute on it? Can you not only execute on it, but follow through for the longevity of it until it pays out? Right. Until you pull that handle one time and it goes ching, 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 right? The staying power is paramount. You have to have it. Hungry, humble, smart. Hungry will never go away. Never go away. So if you're hungry, it'll never go away, and so you'll never quit. And you'll have the staying power to execute on all this information that you already have innately or you picked up somewhere else or you're picking up from this exchange. That's And that's where the rubber meets the road. Because anybody can listen to this and tomorrow forget all about it. Right. Keep doing the same old shit every day. That's fine. Cool. I get it. It happens. There have been seasons in my 20-year career where I've done the same thing month after month after month after year. And then I was like, why am I doing this? Oh, I guess I'm stupid and I should do it this way. And that's what happens. So if you get the knowledge and you don't execute on it, it just fell on what they call deaf ears. And that's cool. I get it. Sometimes there are days, months, years when one does not hear. And then all of a sudden, ah, original thought. No, you've been hearing it for decades. Right. And then it clicked. One day you woke up. Mm-hmm. And that is true for every situation. One day you're an adult. One day you're a parent, you know? One day you're the ideal spouse, whatever, fill in the blank, uh, ideal employee. Um, it just takes time and you, you have to execute, you have to learn. I mean, you know, I'm an avid reader. I read 30, 40 books a year, buy them all, notate, but not everybody's like that. It's kind of an escapism for me. That's a part of what I like. But I get a lot of knowledge out of it, too. If I read all those books and I didn't do one thing inside those books, what would be the merit to reading the books? Right. Be futile. Right? It'd be futile. Books like that, to me, and I read all nonfiction, business-related strategy. I read a lot of stuff about the mind and how we work and function and think and that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you read... 50 books a year and you execute on 0% of the information you've attained in their nonfiction related personal growth type stuff, then all you're doing is, is it's total escapism. You're just reading mm-hmm. to read. But if you read a book like the four hour work week from 07 from Tim Ferriss and you execute on I it, I need to read that and you execute on it. Yeah. You're a whole different person in 12 months. If you read Principles by Ray Dalio and you execute on it, you're a different leader. You're a different businessman. It's real shit. Like, it's real. You have to execute on the information. So, you know, you have the chops. You do. You have the chops. You're a charismatic person. You have the personality. You you know, you have all the the characteristics of, of someone who could do improv. You've got the, you've got both faces. You've got the comedy and tragedy faces. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you go from that swing one way, I'm happy. Swing one way, I'm sad. God. And I think people yeah. in that at, at at that level do that. People with that kind of mindset do that, and that's okay. Right? It's totally okay. Yeah. You just need to recognize when you're in one of those sad face moments, put it to rest, move on, and go back to the happy place and and execute. You know. And so, well, I think too. I think one of the biggest problems that I've had is, and I think a lot of people have this, is they end up letting their failures become their identity. And you can't do that. No, hell no. The point of it is, you're right. Your failures do not define you. Your failures, 
they're like the muscles tearing inside that are becoming stronger. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you fucked up. Good. That's what you should do to grow. You should build that bicep by tearing that muscle down so it can rebuild and be stronger. You should screw up. You should not have it all figured out. If you have it all figured out and you excel from day one, you're a deity. You're not a human. Right. That's not possible or plausible maybe. Maybe it is possible. I don't know. The point is you shouldn't have it all figured out. So I'm of the school that says, let me take those challenges. Let me take those defeats. Let me own those and remember and strategize and grow beyond those so that I'm a better version of myself on the backside. Because the goal is to always be a better version of ourselves, mm-hmm. that future self that we see for ourselves. You know, and it's funny when you talk to different people what that looks like. Um, you know, for me, it's completely different from others, and it's different for you, and it's different for Haas, different for HH. It's different, and that's cool. Because we're all individuals, and those are fun things to explore. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's so good. Did you just switch? Did she bring you something different? I'm, 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 yeah, you know, I'm tasting it, and um, you, t- I think it's a it's a vodka martini. I can taste the difference now. Oh no, she switched you to a vodka martini. You know what that means? I mean, it's not gin. <laughs> it means we ran out of gin, <laughs> which is even worse. Than not being gin. Okay, I am never going to have another <laughs> martini that does not have gin in it. I wouldn't if I were you. And actually, what I really want to try is uh, what's the gin? It's cucumber infused. What is that? Uh, Hendrix. I got nothing. Hendrix. I, think, I bet that would be a really good one. You know, gin as a spirit is overlooked. A lot of those nostalgic spirits are coming back. Mm-hmm. Absinthe. Oh, yeah. Vermouth. Right, gin. I mean, it's the prohibition it, days. It's yeah, yeah, gin in a yeah. bathtub. It's it's all coming. <laughs> gin in a bathtub. It's all coming back. But you know, you can experience that stuff. But yeah, I think I think she brought you a vodka martini because I believe the gin bottle is dry, and that is not um, a description of the martini as much as it's a description of the bottle that we just drained. I just want to. We are not. By the way, business partner. For the record, with eighty-eight realty, yes, was also partaking. Yes, matter of fact, we did we did not we did not uh, consume that entire seven fifty ml. I would there say are he some there half. are some people in the back enjoying the fruits of our labor up here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, obviously, yeah. So, right, this has been eye opening for me. It's been a little bit of uh, I think the alcohol added to the transparency of some of the dialogue that I may uh, have jumped into. Uh, maybe shared. Well, I've got a few pounds on you, so I'm not buzzed yet. So. You got a few pounds on me? <laughs> well, well, I drink a whole lot more than you, so I'm quite <laughs> sure that I'm not buzzed. This is actually... <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no joke. No joke, okay? That's from 007. It is. That's Skyfall. I know. That's my alarm. <laughs> wow. Isn't that, that is awesome? Skyfall. That was so timely. That was my alarm to say, hey, you're going to have to cut it off here pretty soon. But yeah, so I, I have the instrumental version from Skyfall of Writings on the Wall by Sam Smith as wow. my alarm. And um, This whole episode may get cut up into just a bunch of different posts. Hey, that's okay. It's, it's no, been really listen, good. This has been a good one. It has been good. There have been some moments where it was a little dry, like the martinis, Indeed, and there have been some moments where it was a little... The martinis. And there was a little, a few moments where it was uh, very profound, 
But, you know, we did this as an exercise in having fun, keeping this lighthearted and, and, and interesting, but at the same time topical to the growth of an entrepreneur, of a business person, of someone who wants to make strides in growing their personal brand and growing their business and getting out of debt. So we made it as topical as we could. Um, and uh, there's one of my business partners now. He's, uh, But no, we kept it as lighthearted as we could. And, um, and you know, I had a great time. 007, I believe, is almost in the books. I've got one more question. And hold on. And I'm... I am so thankful for everyone who has listened to a split second of any of the posts, any of the podcasts, any of the Along for the Rides, anything that I've said. If you've read a word or if you've heard one sentence, I am very thankful for your attention, for your time. This is a busy world full of tons of noise, and I know we're all extremely uh, inundated with all the other tasks we have to do as individuals and humans and I just want you to know that I'm extremely grateful for the moments that you've allowed me and Mr. Whitley over here, Jamie, uh, to James. be a part of your life, uh, your lives, James, James and James. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just want to throw that out there because I am extremely grateful. And this is something that's extremely small for me. But in, in the same token, it's huge. It is such a huge part of who I am and, and what I want to do. And uh, I just want to say thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, man. So I've got one more question to wrap up 007. 007, almost in the books. One more question, please. Favorite Bond film of all time? Oh, gosh. They're all my favorite, man. I know, but you got to have one. Mine's Goldmember. It's not not Goldmember. (laughs) Wow. No, I would say... Casino Royale, okay. Daniel Craig, the reboot of James Bond. I'm going to say... And you know why? Yes, you tell me. It also included Chris Cornell, my favorite male vocalist of all time. Wow. Oh, man. What a dude. Golly. That's so awesome. Hey, what happened to all this? (laughs) This thing is cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by 88 Realty, Derek Schilling. Wow. Oh, my God. I think we know where all this went. I think it went straight to uh, Derek. Oh, my gosh. That was that was funny. That was awesome and timely. Oh, shit. Uh, back to the favorite Bond episode. Uh, am I saying this right to say Roger Moore Moonraker? Was Moonraker one of those? For some reason, that's what I'm remembering. Yes. I was in my adolescent, middle, yeah. uh, early elementary school years. Uh, and that was probably my the one that's the most memorable to me. Okay. And if I'm off on that, then we'll straight up edit that shit. <laughs> um, as a side note, just so you know, earlier when I was speaking about Bookie, my accountant, um, that was actually Derek's father. 
Oh, yeah. wow. That's so, incredible. Yeah, so he and I are tied together at multiple levels on different fronts. And so to be come full circle in life and back to being in partnership with someone like that uh, from your past is quite um, sometimes invigorating, sometimes frustrating, but at the same time, it's extremely rewarding. So, yeah, good stuff. We need to, uh, I know we talked about having guests we need to do a uh, real estate episode. Mm, oh my God! All we do is laugh. That's something. It's just funny as hell. I know. Well, I'll just quit comedy. <laughs> I mean, in this case, he walks into a live, uh, you know, a, a recording with his shirt <laughs> and a bottle of empty liquor. I'd buy a house from him. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. You guys should all buy a house from me. But um, no, man, um, I am having a ball, a blast, elated to be doing this. You know. And this this can make it to the final cut. I'm cool with this. There have been, you know, I didn't really realize. You, you listen to people like Gary Vee, and you hear them talk about the comments or the DMs from people who are doing this or doing that, struggling, succeeding, whatever. And I had no idea until we opened this up what that really looked like. I mean, there's people out there dealing with real shit. And there are people out there DMing me. It's funny because I think it's it's probably more DMs than than comments, which is strange. But maybe that's yeah. how it rolls. I don't know. I'm new to it. Right. But um, I'm extremely extremely grateful for those because they're real, and maybe they're more real because they're DMs and they're private. Yeah. But people are dealing with some shit, man. Well, I and, think probably we ought to do. Let's just uh, let's get a list. We don't have to give everybody's names, but let's just use some of the stuff that they have asked and let's let's go with it well you know what's funny and i'm gonna put my glasses on because i don't see well at my ripe old age but i'm just gonna show i'm, I'm gonna read earlier when you started about talking about what makes a man right it was so crazy because yesterday yesterday um one of our followers posted something after i made a post um about one of my team members, my assistant, um, Hunter, HH, I call him. Everybody in my world, as you probably know by now, gets a nickname. And I don't uh, have a nickname. Uh, you don't have a nickname yet. I have to work on that. But you're not you're not a staff member either, so well, maybe you got to qualify. But right, um, what was so interesting about this is that I posted something about my my assistant, and what came out of that was a beautiful comment. I'm not going to name the young lady's name because I don't really know her personally, but she said, so grateful and inspired by this post. I feel like all great men are great because of everyone who has helped him or them along the way. No one does it alone. They are all influenced by others, no matter how small influencers may be. And she liked that I appreciate every person that has helped me become the greatness that I am today. Mm. The version of myself that I am today. And she's like, respect, boom, you know, fist bump. So that kind of stuff. Now, that was a public comment. That wasn't just a DM. But then some of the other stuff is like, man, I've really been struggling. I really appreciate your content. I'm so encouraged. I'm glad I ran across you. I'm like, wow, it's real stuff. So, you know, I call it the work. The work that we're doing is profound in nature to those that are ready to hear, ready to listen, ready to engage. And uh, it's all about timing. 
And so if you're one of those people who are out there and you're hearing this for the first time, please follow along. Much, much more to come. This was a completely off-the-cuff goofball interview. I mean, I'm wearing a bow tie untied, right? In tribute to the 007 episode. I changed twice. You And you had a wardrobe malfunction or a I wardrobe did. change. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm extremely grateful mm-hmm. for all the time, the attention, everyone that's giving. I'm going to give you my 100%. I'm going to be as transparent as I can. There's some things that came out of today that we're probably going to expand on in the future and go deep and deep and deep. I am so grateful. As Siri likes to say, um, medium light skin hands pressed together. <laughs> Funny. I've never heard Siri say that. It, it, so, 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 in in order for me to proofread, that's funny. It's a side note. In order for me to proofread the copy that I'm pe- posting. By the way, one hundred percent me writing it. Somebody asked that the other day. Oh, I don't know if this is a bot, but thank you for thanking. I'm like, no, it's me. I wrote that with my two thumbs. Yeah, how can Get someone it? think you're a bot? You write more in your post than anybody does. Well, it was it was a that's DM. Not, that's not a big. It was a but, DM yeah. directly to that individual. Okay, gotcha. And so they were like, "Thank you anyway." And I was like, "No, it's 100 percent me." What happens is I get completely engaged and entrenched in that moment, and I'm like, "I'm real. It's I'm a real person. I'm really here speaking to you, and I want you to know that what you said to me, I'm interested in." And I find value in your attention. And I wanted to let you know back that, hey, thank you. You know, and if I can ever help you in any way, let me know. And mm-hmm. I mean that sincerely. If I can ever help you in any way, let me know. If I can't, I will let you know that I can't help you. Right. And then I will turn around and maybe point you towards someone who can. It's crazy. These times are crazy where we can communicate across the globe and around the country and and all that stuff. But that that particular comment and, uh, you know, all the DMs are real People are dealing with real shit. You know, even some of our team members are dealing with personal issues right now, and it's real. And so you're human first, you're businessman second. Mm. You're just a freaking human. You have to have emotion. You have to think and conduct yourself and act like a human being. Mm -hmm. And uh, that involves compassion and empathy and love and concern and kindness and all those things. So we had fun today. It was fun goofing off on the 007 Cheers to all those who are out there listening. We thank you so much for your attention and uh, can't wait to bring you the next episode. Um, But I think as your glass is empty, so is this episode. Bam. And these are the days of our lives. Uh, You don't remember that, but whatever. Thank you so much, everybody. We appreciate you 100%.